This is CliffCentral.com. Is this thing on? You're listening to The Bounce Show. It's live. Well, not this bit, but it's live on CliveCentral.com. Um, it's Cliff Central, Platt. <clears throat> Sorry, scrap that, delete it. CliffCentral.com. All right, hello, happy February. Did you know that Josh Groban has a song called February? It's a February song. Yeah, you weren't expecting that at the start of the show, were you? Welcome to it. It's The Bounce Show with me, Ben Karpinski, and uh, I'm bloody excited about the month ahead. I hope you always crap on about the fact that, oh, January is such a hard month. Oh, it's so long. But you know, the sporting year has got off to a fantastic start already, and February is taking it to the next level. Got such an exciting month ahead, and I'm going to tell you all about it. So we're going to cover all the big fixtures, all the things to look out for. Of course, it's seven days until the start of the Winter Olympics. Going to have a little Winter Olympics feature for you today as well, because it seems that Vladimir Putin, well, he thinks, screw it, we'll do our own Winter Olympics. So we'll get on that story. And then we're going to have a big football catch-up. It's been a bit overdue, so Wade Pretorius from Kickoff Magazine is going to join us. Now, Wade is, um, well, he's one of those sporting guys where you can chat to him at any given stage and he'll give you insights and catch up all the things you might have missed. So we're going to catch, we're going to catch up with him in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, big week this week, actually, because Hussein Bolt, Hussein Bolt was in the country, got here last weekend. Of course, he went down to that big horse racing social extravaganza in Cape Town, the Sun Met. And then he was up in Joburg this week for the Puma School of Speed. Now, as you know, development of sports, um, giving opportunities to kids to really do what they love the most, which is sport, is something that's really, really close to my heart. And Josh Groban, apparently. Okay, enough of Josh for today. Uh, so whenever I see brands that are really doing good things with sport, uh, Puma are doing amazing things with athletics. Of course, they were the driving force behind Usain Bolt right from the start. That was his brand of choice. So anyway, they've got this school of speed. And wow. Um, firstly, blown away with envy. I just really wish I had something to get as a kid to kind of go to. So basically, they go around the country and they're finding the next generation of sprint sensations. But we're talking like from young kids, like young barefoot kids. Uh, all the way through to sort of more uh, maturing teens. And the, the Puma School of Speed identifies all this great talent. They got Usain Bolt is a principal of the school. And then Tando Roto, who is, well, the next big, for, big sprinting force in South African sprinting. He's the vice principal. And what these events do is they bring together all this huge talent from around the country. They put them on the track. They go through the heats and they're finding sprinting sensations. Absolutely incredible. And what made this event obviously all the more memorable was the fact that Usain Bolt was there. So um, I didn't get to meet him, of course. I didn't get to, like, chat to him or anything like that. And, well, generally, I never, ever speak to my sporting heroes. It's um, it's a rule of life, really. Never meet your heroes. Just the word heroes, I think, is, I don't know. But um, it was great to be in the presence of the man. I will say that because his presence was, like, you know, you, you see stars or you see movie stars or celebrities or whatever it may be. You get those that just, they just stand out. Like, they'll walk into the room and you know it before they've really kind of, you've, you've seen them. Uh, with Bolt, obviously he's structurally quite a large man, but I mean, like those kids were going crazy for it. Uh, the press conference was, was pretty lively in places because this is like a real genuine global superstar. Like we all see sports stars from time to time. 
but when do you ever get to see Usain Bolt? So I went through that press conference, and uh, you'll be able to see all about it because from this week, I've actually started the official Bounce vlog. I'm totally dedicating myself to every single week making great visual content. I can't keep sitting on the fence with videos here and there, which is a bit too haphazardish. So the first episode of the Bounce vlog will basically give you all the... um so like a snapshot of what this press conference was about and about Bolt being in the country and these kids just going absolutely crazy for him. But uh yeah, just to kind of start the show off, as I said, we're going to get into Winter Olympics. We've got a big football chat and then a wrap up about what's going on in February. But I do want to start the show just with uh, Bolt's press conference, which I thought was very interesting. Not because you, know, you learned a whole bunch about the man, but where he is in his life right now, now, there was a really great article uh, on supersport.com, which I tweeted yesterday, about where Bolt is. And um, it's just strange when you see someone who is the greatest at what they do. And age, obviously, is a horrible thing that kind of affects all of us. But where does he go from here as as a as an athlete, as a superstar, as a human being. And it must be so difficult to get to the point where you've got to think about the next step. I know for some people, they don't really have the luxury of having options. Sometimes you finish sports and that's it. You Yesterday's news, you might sell photocopiers like a lot of cricketers in this country or rugby players. I mean, these are the kind of things that do face you when you have no real options past your prime. With Bolt, though, you know, I think he signed a big deal with Puma, so he'll be the principal of the School of Speed for quite some time. You know, the, the guy is an absolute absolute uh, gift as far as marketing and uh, PR is concerned but now I learned that in the press conference and I know there was mention of this but it was confirmed during the press conference that he now wants to pursue a career in football so the first thing that comes to mind is well this is just obviously a PR gimmick and you know he's the fastest man on earth so yeah it's it'll make a good story but when you saw when you saw him in the press conference unfortunately I don't have audio for that because the audio from the press conference wasn't so great um it's just like I don't have one of those massive um, TV kind of um, crew microphones. I put my lapel mic down there. Got a little bit, nothing too great. But he became really serious when he was talking about this football career. So when you look at his career going back, he had a lot of injuries. Um, you know, he was actually saying his first interaction with Puma when they said we want to sign you. He's like, well, you know, I get injured a lot. And this is back when he was in his younger days. Obviously, he goes, well, look, I'm injured pretty much all the time. Um, I like track, but you know. I love football. So if you want to sign me, you can sign me. And they showed obviously great faith in him and became the world's greatest. But he, there was a real seriousness about him in that approach to the football career. But you take it back to the injuries he's had. You know, he's got like a bit of a curved spine. I've actually got a very similar problem myself. That's why my left hamstring is uh, problematic. So he needs a lot of work. He he was getting adjusted before he went onto the track every time he ran. And um you know, obviously, you, you, you train accordingly for a certain sport. But this is a guy who's been running in a straight line, so to speak, for his whole career. If you're running on certain surfaces. And as we learned when Wade for Nikuk decided to go play touch rugby last year and possibly ruined his career, you can't just make it that that's a switch. I just don't think it's that easy. So Bolt always loved football. Like most kids in the world, he grew up wanting to be a football star and then life happens around that. But he wants to go back. And um he's been given a trial. I think it's with oh crap, name is Gamesy right now. Let's just say Dortmund. He's been given a, a trial with a, with a German side in March. So he wants to go get fit for that. He wants to go prepare for that. He was actually at Sundowns in a training camp this week on just a training session. He went there. He ran some drills. He huffed and he puffed and he took some photos. So all that kind of stuff looks great for sponsors and great for press to kind of lap up. But he genuinely wants to go and prove himself. So he's 31 right now. I think he's 31, maybe 32. But he's like, yeah, early 30s. 
his body has seen so much, and in order to stay at the top of the game in the sprinting world or any kind of world like that, the training has got to take its toll. Of course, he's a big, strong guy, so if he's in the box, you're, putting, you're pushing crosses through, it'd be really great. You know, he'd be a force. He'd be like Peter Crouch if Peter Crouch was a grown man. Uh, you know, structurally, not so much height. So, we just going to see how serious or how far he can take this. Obviously, it's great praise for the team that's giving him the trial. Uh, I just... The reason why I wanted to bring this up and start the show with this is because there's very, there's so seldom in life that you get actual sporting legends. Like there's always a sex scandal or a drug scandal. Um, you know, there's something that can always like strip these guys. And unfortunately, this is what happens when we put them on these huge pedestals, the sports stars, is that they fall off so easily. Usain Bolt, whether you believe it or not, everyone's a, a, a cynic when it comes to this kind of stuff. He was the greatest clean athlete that we've ever known. Okay. You can take away the word clean. I still think he's the greatest athlete we've ever known. In order to do what he did in that, in that world of sprinting, I mean, for three Olympics in a row, he was dominant. He was the icon of the sport. He became the icon of the Olympics himself. Obviously, Michael Phelps was that in the pool. But I just think Bolt was an absolute freak of nature, an absolute one of a kind. There'll never be someone like that in our lifetime. When he bowed out at the world champs, you know, he, obviously he finished third in the hundred and then he tore his hamstring in the relay. It was just a, unser- it was just a horrible kind of ending for him. Now, if he's going to look like a bit of a, a bit of a klutz on the football field with more injuries and, you know, his age showing, you don't want to see this, you know, it's just like, you just don't want to see a man who was just like so much better than we'll ever be cut down to make look kind of average you know so i don't know maybe it's just a selfish thing for me maybe it's just a selfish concern that i have and the guy's living his life and obviously he's got the means i mean if someone said to me today ben how about you train for three months and you can go have a tryout with a football team of your choice of course i would do that yeah it's so much fun i'd love it even if it's just for the free kit i'd, I'd, I'd go do it so he's he's taking every opportunity he can good on him he's living the life he wants to live but I just fear that um, a man who was just such a colossus may fall prey to kind of like sideshows and gimmicks and that kind of stuff. And I just hope it's not the case. But anyway, more positive things. His his visit to the Ramsick uh, Stadium for the Puma School of Speed on um, this week was just something so incredible. And I will release that onto YouTube uh, Sunday evening. So if you listen to this live a few days to go, if you listen to podcasts, it might already be out. Anyway, so that's on the YouTube at Follow the Bounce. We need to get into football because there's been a lot happening in the world of football. Obviously, look locally, the league is kicking on. Uh, not too much cup interest right now. Uh, Bafana Bafana weren't involved with Chan, but no real surprises there. And then abroad, well, the Champions League comes back in February. And uh, obviously, the English Premier League is still going. Great guns. Man City continue to pull away. FA Cup's in the fifth round. And all of the signings, you know, the signings and the fiasco and the drama and the predictability, all these kind of things all roll into one. So I thought it'd be a good time to get Wade back on. So Wade is a four. Well, I know Wade primarily through golf, but it turns out he actually probably knows even more about football. So before we get into that, um, got a couple of minutes. I just want to play for you, uh, just that one clip I got from the, the press conference with Usain Bolt. He talks about his five favorite sprinters, or he was asked a serious question around who he thinks the greatest sprinters. Serious question. Um, can you name your five greatest sprinters of all time? And if you were to put yourself on the list, would you put yourself at the top? Of course. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, wow. Um, 
So the audio is really not so great, but uh, obviously people in the crowd were wanting him to say wait for knee coke, and this was <laughs> it's quite funny what he had to say about wait for knee coke. Serious question. Oh, um, can you name your five greatest... Sorry. Uh, technology. Play with me here. Oh, play along with me. That sounded really bad. So it's quite interesting. He said, "Like Wade Fenwick's not a sprinter." His coach even said as much. So uh, he was, it was, it was very well humoured towards the end of it. I think he had a very long day as well. And you just realise when you see these stars how in demand they are and how drained they do get. Anyway, that's um, that's it for the athletics part of this and Usain Bolt. And we start getting to football. So before we get Wade uh, Wade on the line, uh, Arsenal had a really big signing this week. Uh, which is basically like, I don't know, the way I see it, Arsenal's form being what it is. It's like having a horrible drunk of a dad who's just a deadbeat, no, no layabout kind of guy and eventually gives you like a nice Christmas present. Well, that's what, uh, Obama Young signing is to me. But anyway, Arsenal fan TV boys, they're getting so excited about this. They're already making chance for the new star player. All right. So listen, we got two candidates here. Troops. And also time. Right? And they both got they both got a new charm. It's not my new charm. Alright, so troops, first of all your charm. What's your one? What's your one? No, it's not mine. It's the one that was yeah. on the Let's hear your one. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, Wade, as you can see, I put the bar so low that no matter what you say today, you're going to lift it high. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. There's a pretty terrible chance. Uh, you know, I, I'm not the biggest football fan in the world, as you know, but Arsenal has always been my team, and um, I, I try to follow and support them. But unfortunately, I think Arsenal fan TV has been far more prolific than the team over the last few years. Um, <laughs> these videos, they always crack me up because they really are just baseline fan stuff. Anyway, we uh, there's, there's so much to catch up on around the football at the moment because we had the, obviously the deadline day was yesterday for transfers. So there was big news there. Uh, English Premier League is obviously as exciting as ever. We've got FA Cup fifth round. The Champions League returns this month. And then obviously the PSL. There's still things in the go there. So as my esteemed football guest, where would you like to start amongst all of that? Jeez, um, yeah, Ben, I, I must tell you that I've, been, I've had a uh, hard time uh, following all of this. I mean, there's just so much football. Throwing uh, five transfers almost an hour, I mean, it's it's actually been incredible. I think this has been the most hectic January that uh, football's seen in PSL and in the Premier League. But I think uh, the place to start is those Premier League transfers. You know the big yeah. the big chain effect as you as you will with uh, Obama Yang going and Michi Batshuayi going and Giroud going to Chelsea. 
Uh, it's been, it was quite a dramatic day yesterday. I'm very surprised by Giroud going to Chelsea for a couple of reasons. Firstly, if anybody wants him. And secondly, he was always going to be the Arsenal player who will just be there forever, then bow out in like a soppy farewell where everyone who said bad things about him will then, you know, rescind such things and love him. Like, like do you, do you really think he's going to make an impact in, in that star squad of theirs? So the thing is with Chelsea, he's only going to be the second striker. So, I think he's going to be more effective than Batshuayi because uh, you know he's been in the Premier League for some time now. Yeah. Uh, he has scored goals bench, regardless of what Arsenal fans think of him. And I don't think it's. A, I think Chelsea could have done a lot better. But in January, I don't think he's the worst signing. And for him, it's a fresh start because I mean it must be torrid uh, all that abuse that he gets, you know, oh, uh, course, week in yeah. week out from Arsenal fans. Well, you make a good point about he has got a Premier League experience. So, I mean, if you are a team in this league, of course, then you're going to get a guy who knows what the thing is. He knows what going to Stoke is on a Tuesday night. He knows what playing in Bournemouth is about. With Arsenal's brand new signing, this Obama Young, um, sorry, I've butchered that again. Obama Young, uh, <laughs> he's from Gabon originally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, he's, uh, and he's been playing in the in the in the Bundesliga. Yeah. From from what you know of him, I mean, is he going to be a guy that will potentially stick in, in this league as it is so different, sort of continental Europe? Look, two years, he scores goals. He's done really well in Germany, which is not easy to do considering Bayern kind of just buy every great player and and reduce the strength of the league. He's done really well. He does, he did want to leave, and, and and that's why maybe his form this year has not been so good. Uh, he's been on everybody's radar. I think Arsenal have done really well, and he's the type of player that will fit in there. He's he's uh, he's quite quick, and um, yeah, and he's a good striker. So with Ozil, you know, pending a new deal, uh, Mkhitaryan uh, potentially getting a, a resurgence of form. Yeah. I mean, that, that's but that's not Arsenal's problem. Then we know this. It's the it's the the lack of fight in in midfield and and just generally crap defenders. Yeah, I always find it kind of frustrating when these transfer windows come around. It's almost like to appease fans, you get these marquee upfront players. Meanwhile, it glosses over like the real fundamentals that should be bolstered. Just... Yeah, well, it, I mean that's Arsene Wenger's undoing for I don't even know how many years now, five years maybe. Yeah. Well, look, we can talk about Arsenal forever. It's going to amount to nothing. They're a Europa League team now until something drastically changes with them. Let's talk about your team, Man United. Of course, they took uh, golden boy Alexis Sanchez from Arsenal. Uh, look, in, in my opinion, it was quite funny hearing Jose Mourinho saying he came for free, so he was good money. But, I mean, he's getting ridiculous amounts per week. Do you reckon that you know, it will be a problem in the, in the egos of the change room if things don't go so well with him? Yeah, he's an interesting character because you know, the flashes last night of that sour face that he had when Arsenal were getting drilled by Bayern in the Champions League <laughs> a little while ago. Um, you know, so he is an interesting character. What he is is he's world class. Um, so if he lifts some of the less world class players around him, it could be great. I don't think the money is an issue because United, uh, if Pogba wants more, they'll give him more. And and the rest for their big stars. I don't think uh, money is an issue. It doesn't cost me a cent as a United fan. Yeah. As long as my team don't get dock points or get kicked out of competitions for breaking uh, financial fair play rules, then I say give them what they want. 
Really? Are those things still exist? Do they still apply in like the French league or what? <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I think you need about 17 degrees to try and figure out just how PSG managed to do what they do. But I think maybe in England, you know, the FA are a little bit more, a little bit more strict and uh, you can't really get away with it like that. Okay, and then uh, just finally on that one, I mean, we can talk about Man City as well, but nothing really big happening around them. It's all just speculation. Were you kind of um, surprised or disappointed that Liverpool didn't add anything on their um, sort of deadline? You know, that, that's a really interesting one. They they lost Coutinho, and they've got obviously mega bucks. Spent half of that on Virgil van Dijk, uh, which undoes my theory about teams not sort of sorting out the positions they need to because van Dijk is a defender, but he hasn't started uh, too well there. But then they also uh, let uh, Daniel Sturridge go out on loan. So I was really surprised that they didn't bring at least one guy and maybe an out-and-out striker to, you know, drop Firmino a bit deeper and, and give them a, a bit of a, a, a bolstered up front with a proper striker. But uh, obviously Klopp saving that money for for the end of the year when, I mean, well, the end of the season when, when players go a little bit uh, cheaper than, than in January. Yeah, because it's such a, I mean, it's almost like last minute Christmas shopping this buyer market as well. You know, you got to break the bank for a guy and, uh, you know, there's pressure. It's like the pressure from the fans is like the pressure from the kids when you're the dad. Into the league, yeah. into the league itself, uh, do you reckon the top four is pretty sewn up as it stands right now? Not really. Um, you know, the, the top four is not exactly done and dusted. Uh, Arsenal are not out of it. Um, you know, I know that they they're on a bit of a different form, but if you look Ama- at the top four, amazing confidence after that Swansea loss. <laughs> yeah, but I mean they they they're not completely out of it. I mean they always do make that last mad dash for the for the fourth place. But I mean United in second, only three points ahead of both uh, Liverpool and Chelsea, with Spurs two points behind that. I mean it's there's one of those teams that's not going to qualify, mm. and it's it's going to be it's going to be really great to watch with only 13 games left in the season. Yeah, but it's a crucial time. I mean, those 13 games come in a very interesting time for the bigger teams because Champions League, of course, is back. Uh, we're looking at 13th, 14th of Feb. Um, you know, obviously the big attention here is the PSG rail, uh, tie. I mean, obviously there's amazing ties along with that, but all eyes are on this. Can you see a kind of a repeat from, you know, how PSG bundled out, bundled themselves out last year against Barcelona? Yeah, I, I have Real Madrid to, to get through there. Uh, even though they are playing some, dreadful uh, football at the moment and I mean to be coming fourth in the Liga you might as well be coming 14th you know Um, but they have enough Uh, it's a you know it's a home and away kind of thing they start well at home Ronaldo delivers and out PSG go yeah, I, I just think it'd be so fascinating. Like me as a as a borderline football fan, I'm actually want to watch this match. I, I can't wait to see it because you can't be as good as Real Madrid and be this bad or this average for so long. And these guys just know what to do in the Champions League. PSG are going to be so nervous. They're going to be so nervous. Neymar knows he has to score like two goals a game here. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, across the the last sixteen here, any other particular ties that you're really look, looking forward to? Well, as you mentioned, like with the distract with the Premier League top four race and the distraction of Champions League. I mean, Chelsea play Barcelona. Uh, that's that's going to be incredible. Conte, uh, I reckon it's his, probably his last year. I reckon he's he's can't handle uh, the Chelsea board. Uh, but, you know, so maybe he wants to go out with a bang. I mean, that's going to be a huge, a huge match. Juve play Spurs. Yeah, that's a good That year. as well. I mean, that's no that's no gimme. Juve quality side. They're also a Champions League born and bred side, if you will. You know, kind of like 
well, the Italy aren't going to the World Cup, but like Italy are at World Cups. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they know what to do. They know how to eke out results home and away. Um, good draws for Liverpool, United and City. They should all advance, which will be a turn for the books to have three English sides, at least three English sides um, in the in the final eight. Yeah, exactly. And the other one is Shakhtar Donetsk versus Roma. So, yeah, it's it's an exciting, um, it's an exciting. Uh, well, uh, I lost my words again. It's an exciting stage of the Champions League now because obviously the big teams are going to start falling away. And it's just interesting to see how how the squads work this late in the season, which then goes back to the importance of obviously buying well. We're just on to onto lo- local football. Um, you know, obviously this year has been it's just strange how defending champions of a league is kind of languishing in the relegation zone. But another team I find quite well problematic, uh, Super Sport United. Now Eric Tinkler, of course, was doing wonders at Cape Town City. I mean, this guy was almost going to get to a position where he's going to create his own thing. Had a great sort of initial dig there, and then decided that he wanted to go to Super Sport United. And since then, that team is looking like it's tanking right now. Do you think it's a momentary kind of form thing, or is there some fundamental issues there? Yeah, it's, that is really one to 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 try and figure out and put your finger on how they can be where they are. I mean, they're basically one one place above Ajax in the you know in the relegation, or they they play a relegation playoff. So because Platinum Stars are at the bottom and they've yeah. sold their club, so I mean, I reckon it's it could be <laughs> tickets for them. But you know, Super Sport, they've got quality players all around the park. It's with a with a good coach, as you mentioned. I mean, it's it's unreal to 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 try and work out what's going what's going on there. I mean, I think the games happen so thick and fast. Where you lose one, you get an injury. They've lost Brocky now, and you know, I mean, so they've they could be in a real uphill struggle because the the other teams above them are not going to give up and just walk over. They sure. they don't just turn up and get results anymore. You know, like they they probably used to, and that's why they could cruise anywhere in the top five just because they would they would walk over Arrows, Amazulu, Polokwane City, and, and that kind of thing. But that's not happening anymore. That those little teams are are really getting better because they they've also they've been buying really well. Yeah, exactly. Well, they lost to Amazulu last night, and that was just another one. I mean, I think uh, Tinkler's on the verge of a cardiac arrest because I mean, that guy gets fired up and looks like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like word is he is very hard in his players anyway. And then when you keep losing and you keep, you know, it's just like, it's like somebody's got to give there. But it's just a shame because these guys were, I mean, they were doing very well in continental football, essentially. And I think that's what Tinkler, like, drew Tinkler back was African honors. Yeah. And yeah, good, but yeah. and the and the structure of the whole club, the 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 quality that he has throughout in every position, the numerous options he has. I mean, he probably doesn't know what the flipping hell is going on because the, because he does have so much at his disposal, but he can't get any results. Yeah, this must be frustrating. Yeah. And you think like he can go and coach another team tomorrow, and they could be incredible. It's like you know Gavin Hunt. I mean, he hasn't changed from this year to last year, but his team like. <laughs> You, you know, obviously these guys get paid a decent amount of money to go through these sort of stresses and, and, and trials, but hey, it's not for me. Uh, finally, FA Cup. Uh, obviously Liverpool, they lost to West Ham. Arsenal lost to Stuart Broad's team. So we're down to those, those are the big teams that are out. The rest are in. It's pretty much an uneventful sort of round five, isn't it? I mean, Chelsea are playing Hull. That's kind of like your, your, your big tie there. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there weren't really any any blockbusters to look after. I think that competition kind of waits to the semi-finals, and then people kind of say, "Oh, it's the oldest competition in the world. We want to win it so bad." Yeah, it's at Wembley, uh, yeah. You know, it's at yeah. We're going to Wembley. We're going to win, add a title. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's really lost much of its uh, lure from you know ten, fifteen years ago, I reckon. 
Sure has, Wade. It sure has. Look, we can't get into other cup competitions now. Although, that's not too exciting anyway. Uh, where else can we find you online, Wade, or any of your, your, your weekly musings and interviews? Yeah, so uh, sportsclub.co.za. Uh, there's, it's a multi-sport website, so you'll find me across uh, soccer, golf, cricket, whatever uh, sort of I get stuck into in, in that week or so. And then, obviously, I'm on Twitter, prolific tweeter, uh, uh, just at Wade Pretorius. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where we are. Okay, very good. Sports Club, it is a very good site. It's one of those things I do reference a lot from. Um, yeah, multi sports. So you guys are busy. Yeah, very busy. We got a we got a, a nice team, and, and and the guys are churning out, trying to keep on top of you know all the different things. Because I mean, there's so much on the go at the moment, and we haven't even hit Super Rugby season. So yeah, busy busy time. All right. Awesome, Wade. Cool. Thank you Thanks. so much. Thanks for your time. And um, sure, Phoenix Waste Manager on the golf this weekend, huh? Yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for uh, Ricky Fowler to get the get another W there. He must just beat Hideki in the playoff this time. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I, although I don't know, I, I just can't wait to watch the the 16th hole. I just I think that's uh, great for golf and great way to get more people into the sport yeah i'm actually a bit pissed off okay this will become a golf chat now i'm a bit i'm a bit disappointed that tiger didn't um didn't play you know like he's got to come back Jeez, the crowds would go nuts at the moment he's playing there yeah no they, they would uh, yeah imagine him on the 16th and he doesn't find the green it would be a, a really interesting uh scenario but uh, he's obviously planning his uh his comeback cautiously and uh, yeah. trying to play on courses that suit him no, so exactly. yeah can't blame him he knows what he's doing this time around. Wade Pretorius, thank you very much, and we'll cool, catch up with you, you soon. Cheers. Oh, hey, Anna. Hey, Earl. You, you look nice today. Oh. Not like you don't look nice every day. I mean, you look nice all days. I, you know, just... <laughs> thank you. Every day, you look nice. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. I mean, I don't take notes of every item you wear. <laughs> no. Or anything like that. <laughs> I don't follow you. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> well, I do, but only on social media. I mean, is it illegal? Lock me up, officer. No. <laughs> I follow Anna. Of course not. <laughs> on social media. <laughs> Except for the one. Because someone hasn't accepted my friend request. <laughs> um, did you find your case? Uh, Puffins, you know. The last time we spoke, he said he'd gone missing. I know that was like two years ago. But that's the last time we spoke. 30 March 2015. <laughs> my birthday. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, uh, this is my floor. <laughs> no, it isn't. Some people just can't stop themselves. That's why the new Volkswagen Golf 7 comes with brake assist. Volkswagen, we make the future real. Alrighty, welcome back. It is the Bunch Show, 2nd or 1st of February. Exciting month ahead. Tomorrow, I get to interview world long drive champion monster hitter guy, Joe Miller. This dude, I mean, he's what kind of got me into actually watching long drive. So this yeah, this time next week on the show, I'll have the interview with him. What an interesting guy. And he does a lot of social media as well. Just go onto Instagram, follow him, Joe Miller Golf, uh, whatever it is. I forgot his profile is now. Wow, he just murders the golf ball. Absolutely murders it. We've got to talk Winter Olympics because, you know, the Russians were so dodgy back in Sochi. Uh, basically, they had that sort of free-for-all glory hole where you can get drugs and, I don't know, clean urine and all kinds of stuff. And it seemed to be state-funded which was even more disturbing. Uh, so obviously the IOC, huge amounts of pressure to do the right thing. The Russians didn't get to go to the last Olympics, um, which was hugely sad for them, but the world champs as well. 
uh, it, just, it just hasn't been good for, for, for Russian athletics and just the Russian name in sport. So Vladimir Putin yesterday, he came out guns blazing saying he was sorry he couldn't shelter his athletes from this, the evils of doping. And he was also saying that, you know, it's not just the Russians that were doing it. And then he was also saying, well, guys, screw it. We can't go to the, the Winter Olympics. It's fine. We'll just have our own Winter Olympics. Can you imagine this? This guy, cause obviously he essentially took Sochi which was, it was like a seaside, sleepy sort of town. And he was like, okay, I want, I want, uh, the F1. I want the Winter Olympics. So he kicked a whole bunch of people off their land. This isn't me just going on a tangent. He kicked a whole bunch of people off their land. Uh, there's true stories around this. And he turned this place into like this playpen for himself. So he's going to just take all the Russian athletes who were meant to be going to the Winter Olympics, um, except the ones who are going underneath that independent banner, whatever it is, and they're going to do their own thing. So you can win gold as well at the Russian Winter Olympics. I found this really interesting clip from College Humor, which is basically Vlad, who was just... um he was selling the 2014 Sochi Olympics. But this clip applies today because he's reselling it for the 2018 for his own people. It is Vladimir Putin. Hi. Russia's strong backbone of crippled world, but for two weeks only, we have Olympic fever! 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 Come one, come some to Sochi Olympic extravaganza! We have some of best Olympic sport, including speed skating, curdling, and Bob's sled. Plus, exclusive Russian sports, such as shirtless horseback riding and door wrestling. America's shit Olympics only have one gold per event. Russian Olympics have all gold. Leader, this gold is sweating. That is because it is working hard. I love gold. <laughs> there no expense. Such Olympic costs $50 billion. <laughs> Next! Next! Not for you! Shiver in terror at Russian mountain Sean White called. Who's Where the pussy riot is going to be out of control! At which point control will be maintained by secret group of peacemakers. Duh. Our hotel so beautiful, you are rubbed your eyes with disbelief, as did Bob Costas, who definitely did not get pink eye from our filthy pillows. But when the sun goes down, the fun goes yes. With exclusive parties featuring TJ Edward Snowden, he'll be leaking this year's hottest chance. Russia is proud to host all four Olympic rings. Four. There are only four. Anyone who say otherwise is the enemy of the state. Duh. Conveniently located between Ukrainian civil war and pack of stray dogs. And remember, no gays. Only disco. She's up all night to the sun. I'm up all night to get some. She's up all night for good fun. I'm up all night to get lucky. Uh, I've actually got to post that for you. It's pretty good. You've got to see the visuals with it too. So yeah, so, so Vlad being the great humanitarian that he is, he's going to give all these Russian athletes a chance to shine because no doubt they're training. And he will show that Russia is still strong and they'll have their own Winter Olympics. But uh, from a local story, from a South African perspective, uh, Siva Spielman, you know, four years ago, he was this teenage skiing sensation. Well, when I say a skiing sensation, basically he grew up in a horrible little, a horrible little town, that sounds mean, but he grew up in a very small rural town here in South Africa called Barclay East. And we only really have one ski resort, essentially. It's called Tiffendale, and it's just one little slope. And despite all of this, um, young Spielman, well, he actually qualified for the Winter Olympics. 
Now, when you say that, it sounds very amazing. Like, why? Qualify for the Olympics. Look, to get into the Olympics, the bar isn't exactly hugely high. Um, you know, I'm not saying just greatest people, but you can be an Olympian without being like the greatest of greats. So anyway, to his credit, the guy qualified, didn't go. Saskog didn't believe he was of the high enough level. Okay, you know what? Fair enough. The kid's young, blah, blah, blah. But now four years on, he's qualified again. So he's done everything he needs to do to get here. And this is an amazing story. We touched upon it this this week on the news on the Gareth Cliff show here. But Saskok are just taking this um, golden PR ticket and they're saying, yeah, not really. Hey, you're not going to really win. So I'm not going to bother sending you. I mean, this guy is our cool running story. You know, he is our Eddie the Eagle. Whatever it may be, he's also a young guy. So who's to say that this opportunity of going to Pyeongchang for the Winter Olympics might actually broaden him to something? He might catch the eye of foreign sponsors or investors or whatever and then suddenly he's spending i don't know a few months in the camp in france or whatever it may be why not just release this guy to his, and his potential to the world and see what happens what happens if he doesn't win so what what a great experience what a great story what a great story for people to say look kids of south africa from all backgrounds here there and everywhere you can actually go to the winter olympics too i mean the winter olympics how crazy i love this event because it's so different and here we got opportunity to have a great story but sascock being the cocks that they are they don't see it like that. They just don't see. The, 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 oh. Okay, I've got a new New Year's resolution. Stop getting upset with Sascock. These bunch of dicks. Anyway, let's actually just move on to more positive stuff, shall we? Oh, it, it gets me. I start off composed. I start talking, and then I, I, yeah, let's just talk about what else is happening in the in the sporting month of February. In 2018, some big changes are coming to Super Rugby. Part time. Straight through. Oh, what an attack. With a new look competition format. Here's how it works. The best teams and players from across the Southern Hemisphere will compete in a 15-side competition made up of three conferences. An Australian conference made up of four Aussie sides, the Brumbies, the Rebels, the Reds and the Waratahs, along with the Japanese-based team, the Sunwolves. A formidable New Zealand conference will consist of five New Zealand teams, the Blues, the Chiefs, the Crusaders, the Highlanders and the Hurricanes. And finally, a South African conference made up of four South African teams, the Bulls, the Lions, the Sharks and the Stormers. I'll be joined by Argentinian side, the Huguares. So, what does it all mean for your team? Let's take the Brumbies as an example. Each team will play 16 games in the regular season. Eight games at home and eight games away, along with two buyers. That'll consist of eight fierce home and away derbies against the four other sides in your... Did you hear that? Did you hear how he said fierce? These are the worst things in Super Rugby, Aussie derbies, and this guy's selling them as fierce. Your team's conference, as well as eight massive cross-conference blockbusters against four teams from each of the other conferences. For the Brumbies, that's four teams from the New Zealand conference and four teams from the South African conference. Throughout the season, all the teams in each conference will be accumulating points, which will go towards their final competition standings. At the end of the regular season, eight teams will qualify for the Super Rugby Finals. But who? Well, the three conference champions. They'll all automatically qualify and will host home finals in week one. 
The last home final spot will be allocated to the next highest performing team. The four remaining spots are wildcard spots. They'll be awarded to the next four best teams based on regular season competition points, irrespective of the conference they come from. From there, it's a simple seven-game knockout format. The winners of the quarterfinals will play off in the semifinals. Then the winners of the semifinals will meet in the final, where the champion will be decided. All right, so, you know, it's nice to get back into some sort of logical term with Super Rugby. Of course, it went to the 18 teams. And quite ironic, in 2018, it's no longer 18 teams. Yeah, I've been sitting on that for a couple of weeks. So, obviously, Super Rugby is a big deal. That starts on February the 17th. That's when it starts. The Hagiwades will take on the Stormers. And that will be in uh, Droughtstrick in Cape Town. So, battling with the water breaks there. But also a big month in rugby because it's the New Zealand Sevens in Hamilton. That'll be this weekend, the 3rd and 4th of Feb. They've kind of given up and trying to do this in Wellington. So Hamilton, obviously, they've got better beer control or better beer purchasing ability. So they'll get a decent crowd back in there. But the Six Nations, how exciting is this? England, of course, defending champs. They're looking solid. They've got some injury concerns, though. Scotland have never looked better, ever, as a rugby team. Even back in the days of Doddy Weir, this is as good as Scotland's ever looked. The Welsh are the Welsh and the Irish. Well, they absolutely hammered the Springboks last year. Which doesn't say a lot nowadays, but they're a good side either way. So six nations to look forward to from this weekend, 3rd of February. Cricket, oh, so much of the cricket because India are still here. And this is the kind of part of the tour I think India were most looking forward to. They wanted to kind of just survive the test series. Good on them for winning that third test, by the way. But we've already covered that at wet at length. Today, uh, Thursday, February the 1st, will be the first ODI. It'll be in Durban. SA versus is India. And then February the 4th, February the 7th, February the 10th. That's the pink ODI. Uh, Ebony Villas might be back in time for that. Currently, he's missing the three first three matches with a finger injury. And then February the 13th, February the 16th. Those are your dates for the ODI series. And then it goes into the T20s. So February the 18th, the 21st, and the 24th. Those are your three T20s. So nine high-octane, big, limited overs cricket matches between SA and us and uh, India. And then start of March, well, the Aussies are here for test matches. What an incredible, incredible summer of cricket. You know, the sporting uh, attractions for the month of February, of course, um, the Winter Olympics. So you'll be able to see actual action there. Finally, we get to see them on the snow, the ice, the everywhere. 9th to the 25th of February in Pyeongchang. Now, Pyeongchang is GMT plus nine. Uh, if that means a lot to you. Basically, if you live in South Africa, which is GMT plus two, add another seven hours and that's Pyeongchang time. So if there's an event happening at 1900 hours, seven o'clock in the evening, better watch it live at 12 o'clock. Easy, huh? Just add the seven. No way I've cocked it up. Have I? Yes. No, that's right. 12 plus 7 equals 9. Yeah, so that's uh, Winter Olympics. In football, as I was talking to Wade about, the first kind of um, run of last 16 matches in the Champions League, 13th to 14th of February. And then the second run will be the next week, 21st, 20, uh, 20th to 21st of February. And the FA Cup, they'll get back on the 16th and 17th of February. But yeah, it's not really much of a round to talk about right now. There's just uh, well, Chelsea versus Hull is the biggest game, just to give you an understanding. And then finally, it is the Super Bowl. I don't know if you're into this kind of thing, but I do appeal to a mixed audience of sporting uh, desires, needs, and interests. So the Super Bowl will be taking place, Patriots versus Eagles, that's February the 4th, so Sunday night. Uh, it is 6 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, I think that's like minus 7 the other way. 
Anyway, if you're into NFL, you don't need me to tell you when this match is. You've got it all planned. You found your illegal stream on, online somewhere along the line. You're going to get it. But if you do not care for, for the NFL, Tom Brady's hair, or whatever it is that these guys go on about, well, it's always about the, the ads. The Super Bowl ads are a massive deal. It's about whatever pop star is going to just try so hard at halftime. It really is. There's something for everyone in this, but uh, I do warn you, you're Twitter feed, your Facebook, whatever, it's going to be bombarded with people just jumping on the bandwagon of either caring about the Super Bowl genuinely or just wanting to sound cool and be on trend. So that's what you look forward to. Those are your big attractions for February. Of course, there's still loads of golf, but we haven't gotten to the WGCs just yet. So it'll just be regular tour events, but still lots to get on. And of course, if you join me on the Gareth Cliff Show every Monday to Friday around 6.40 South African time in the morning, you'll be able to catch up on daily sporting um updates and bulletins otherwise keep it on the balance.ca.za big year ahead first month is down we've got 11 more to go and so much coming at you sports wise and like i said the first episode of the bounce vlog will be coming out uh so basically what i'm going to do is it's just filming throughout the week edits over the weekend it'll be there for you first thing monday morning so you can get every single week the bounce vlog I'm not saying it's going to be incredible. It's going to be one of those working progresses. It's just that I feel I've got a lot on this year. And if I can create a vlog, it means that I'm going to really kind of push myself to create great content, which is how, well, it's all just benefits for you, basically, because you can be able to get close to the sport, which is always the intention of the bounce. And uh, obviously here with the Clip Central podcast, um, we've also got a few shakeups. There is going to be some great interviews coming as well. Um and literally, we are just changing the format for good now, bringing on some other people to be involved as well. So exciting sporting times. It is Thursday. It's the start of a new month, and uh, I'm hugely, hugely excited. Also, it is the, uh, yeah, to look forward to this weekend, of course, is the Blitz Box, like I mentioned, at the Hamilton Sevens. They go into that one, I guess, joint favorites with the with the All Blacks themselves. So they didn't win last week in, in, in Sydney. The Aussie Sevens, but uh, massively exciting. This Hamilton Sevens. Otherwise, catch you back next week on the Bounce Show. Otherwise, keep it on the social media channels at Follow the Bounce on Twitter, the Bounce on Facebook, the Bounce on um, Instagram, and then Follow the Bounce on YouTube. Right, that's it. I'm all talked out, and need to get back to work. Catch you later. This is CliffCentral.com.